Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy Trash Tuesday, D'Anlings. This is EJ Stewart. You're listening to the best of the DA show coming at you live right now. Good Tuesday morning, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome to this four-hour sports shuttle mission. Once again, it is Andrew and friends. If it's bogus, EJ, Pete, and a Schwartz, does it make a noise? We'll find out. Coming to you live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border in all the usual places, CBS Sports Radio on the Odyssey app, on the CBS Sports app, and on Sirius XM Channel 158. From Baltimore to Rocky Top, Savannah to Portland, Maine, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. And we're on the air on a Trash Tuesday. Happy Trash Tuesday to you and yours on this fine late July morning. DA's vacation continues, but there is some DA on the PGP, a 35-ish minute recap of Friday's Sean finale between myself and DA. There is no side B this week because of that lengthy conversation. Uh, I've heard rumors that for a while there wasn't even a side A yesterday. That has been rectified, and the PGP lives in all the usual places, as does any part of yesterday's show that you missed, we will try, as always, to be better today than we were yesterday. With a lot to do on this Trash Tuesday, of course, there is plenty of NFL conversation to have with some teams in camp, other teams reporting to camp. The Cowboys have a pseudo holdout in Zach Martin. Uh, we're told that Josh Jacobs is no longer in Vegas as the Raiders get going. We, of course, have Chris Jones as well, a story that has kind of flung under the radar just a little bit, a holdout in Kansas City, somewhat to the surprise of Andy Reid over the weekend, uh, but some financial homework for the Chiefs to do before they begin their Super Bowl defense later this year. I mentioned yesterday we're going to kind of dive around the NFL, finding teams who are really in make-or-break seasons for varying reasons. Yesterday we touched on the Dolphins, Pete was angry at the Jets. I'm assuming that will come up again today. In our focus, though, in this particular regard today are those Los Angeles Superchargers. New offensive coordinator, same confusing head coach, same stud quarterback, but same question marks at wide receiver and other places as well. So we'll break down the Chargers here in late June or late July for you coming up in hour number three. There's also the Packers showing some Jordan Love patience, but wondering why they still need patience is a fair question on their young QB. And we've even got Tom Brady dating, I was going to say rumors, but we basically have video confirmation that Tom Brady has taken a lover. And it is a name you might know. It is a name that a lot of people are going to know. It's a name apparently that's been connected to Tom for the last month or so. And as official as official can be, sitting in a Rolls Royce, 
petting each other across the face. That's what they were doing over the weekend. So we're excited to talk about that. Jared Dubin, CBS Sports, covers the NFL for them. He will join us in our number four. And, of course, the usual staples, Trash Tuesday. Comes up in hour number two. Get those trashes coming in now at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish, at Pete the Body, and at EJ underscore Stewart, I believe. And if you need to, at Schwartz Sports, Schwartz on Sports. I had to mute Pete for a while. That changed, but now I can't remember his tag anymore. Hasn't for me. So you don't, you can't help me on. Is there an on in there or not? Sports. The hashtag is Schwartz on Sports. It's just Schwartz Sports is the handle. Okay. He throws the on in there as the hashtag when he tweets his gems, but the name is just Schwartz Sports. He's here today. Got it. After a dynamic performance from Manuel Barbari yesterday with Caserta. And is there a CeeLo still to come? A CeeLo, I believe, is a Friday. To close the week. So CeeLo in advance thanks Greg, Pete, and Emmanuel for opening for him. He's the closer on Friday as we finish off this week, uh, filling in all of these random spots on the show with DA on vacation uh, and our good friends now officially working locally. And boy, did they deliver yesterday. Arguably in the worst possible way, in the most embarrassing way, uh, hashtag show pony was in full effect on day one of the new gig. It was my intention to do as little Sean content as possible to let the goodbye breathe, all the good vibes, all the positive emotion from last week went out on a high note, everybody feeling great about each other, saying only nice things. We're trying, Pete. We're going to try. I know we had to delicately remove voices and names from certain production and whatnot. But other than that, I wanted to let Sean, run off into the horizon, enjoy the new gig, and we'll pick up from there at some point down the road. And then yesterday happened, and they forced our hand. And we have no other choice but to break down the debut in New York Sports Radio of Uh one Sean Morash. We thought, they thought Moraz was dead, but Moraz alive and well yesterday in New York, outside the studio, inside the studio, live on TV, live on the radio, social media as well. Prince and repeat. Pete's burner accounts fired up yesterday to leave angry comments on WFAN posts about Sean and the new show. Rinse and repeat. It was some kind of day for the show pony. So it's it's right now listed as one segment. That might not be enough to uh, go through everything that happened yesterday. Uh, uh, I recently retweeted, quote tweeted the video in particular that's in question today. If you haven't seen it. And I don't know if you want to laugh, if you want to feel bad, if you want to sort of go fund me page for Sean, you can go watch the video. Uh, we will begin to digest all of that to close out our number two this morning. We begin, though, in the NFL. Another one of those teams sitting there on the fence. Are they great? Are they good? Are they going to have another tough season with injuries? What about their quarterback? And what about their wide receiver? Odell Beckham Jr. is a Baltimore Raven and in a very lengthy conversation with the Athletic revealed a number of things about his ACL recovery and his future on the football field as well. OBJ is your cold open. Sabbert, low throw, and uh, that's incomplete, and Beckham goes down. A little slow in getting up, so Beckham will need some attention as the medical staff comes out to check him out. Oh, boy. With an exclamation point for the Rams. At the end of the day, you got 
you know, it, everything looks good on paper, but you got to go out and do the work. So we have training camp coming up where we'll just have the opportunity to continue to get better. Um, and hopefully we're expecting a lot of points. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited about this team. We have a crazy, crazy team, crazy receiving room. There's, there's, there's a bunch of guys. Lamar winding up, going deep for Bateman. He's got him. Touchdown. Third touchdown today for Lamar Jackson. And that was a strike from deep. I mean, I want to throw for like 6,000 yards with the weapons we have. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm not a individual award type of guy or stat watcher. You know, I just want to do that, you know, because no one ever done it. And I feel like we have the weapons to do it. You know, we got explosive guys. Um, and like Coach said, Nelson, you know, the new addition, um, Zay, OBJ. And we got Bateman going to be 100% healthy, too. going to be healthy, you know. So it's going to – can't forget about Mark. I can't forget about my boy Mark. <laughs> and, you know, likely. So it's – just can't wait to get rolling. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. That last voice you heard is Ravens QB Lamar Jackson. His contract dilemma solved, signed, sealed, delivered. That's all done. Ravens doubled, tripled down on their commitment to him, drafting Zay Flowers and signing Odell Beckham Jr., Al Michaels, Andrew Catalan, OBJ himself, courtesy of Fox 5, all in your cold open montage there. It is somewhat of a make-or-break season, personally, I think, for Lamar Jackson because he got paid and he got help at that receiver position led by OBJ. And all the excuses are off the table now for Lamar Jackson because he's got his money and he's got his supporting cast. Beckham, in this long interview and a great interview at The Athletic, talked about from the moment that he tore his ACL again in the Super Bowl as a Ram two Super Bowls ago, literally on the turf, in tears, knowing exactly what injury he had just suffered and immediately wondering if he'll ever play again, talking us through the very dark times, I mean, literally and figuratively, sleeping for days at a time in a dark room post-surgery, having those same thoughts about whether he's going to play again, whether he wants to play again, building back up and deciding he does want to try it, working towards possibly playing last year, interest from multiple teams, realizing it was too quick to come back so he doesn't play at all last year, restarts this offseason, the flirtations with some of the same teams, some new teams, admitting that the Ravens were not necessarily his first choice. But he's in Baltimore, one year, $15 million deal. He signed before Lamar re-signed which was easy to assume that he knew Lamar was going to resign at some point because there's no way he'd sign up in Baltimore not knowing who the quarterback is. But now he's there, appears to be in great spirits, but in this same piece, says he's approaching this year as if it's going to be his last, and they'll figure things out after this year. But all his focus, all the chips are on the table for 2023, and he wants good things for him, obviously. He wants to reestablish himself as an elite wide receiver in this game. And then you've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens really as a team trying to reestablish themselves in the AFC North, in the AFC. So many injuries to Lamar Jackson, to the offensive line, to the entire defense. They have not been at full strength in recent memory, more so than I think most teams in the NFL. They've got a very good coach, we all know in John Harbaugh, and they are trying to, again, re-dominate 
retake control of the AFC North. Unfortunately for them, the Bengals are really good. And maybe the Steelers are on the rise well. And the Browns are sitting there with Deshaun Watson and other pieces that seem to create a good football team as well. The North is super competitive. So there's nothing easy about doing any of these things for the the Ravens. But in OBJ... You know, they took a gamble that makes a lot of sense. They needed a frontline wide receiver. To their or their own fault, they have swung and missed on veterans and rookies at that position, which was part of the frustration with Lamar. And it might have been part of the problem with Lamar, too, because there are always whispers that guys didn't necessarily want to play with Lamar because they weren't sure just how good of a pure quarterback Lamar Jackson was. But now they've got Lamar there, and they've got OBJ there. And yes, he's coming off two ACL injuries and multiple surgeries and a lot of time missed. It was 25 games over the previous five years before the ACL, and he didn't play at all last year. So tack on 17 more and no postseason. So there is no telling exactly what he's going to be. But he was pretty damn good after a lot of drama. Some self-created, some not. Landed him in L.A., And the Rams only speak glowingly about Odell Beckham Jr. Sean McVay loves him. Teammates love him. Multiple guys have said they don't get to the Super Bowl that year if he doesn't play the way he did down the stretch for them. So, assuming he can go back to being peak OBJ is a waste of time. But assuming he can go back to being the best wide receiver they've had in a long time, I think is... You know, in the neighborhood of a safe assumption, partly because of what he's working against. It's slim pickings competition-wise for all the guys they have cycled through those positions to try and find the right combination to make the offense live up to and equal the Baltimore defense. OBJ is the next gamble, but it's a gamble I would have taken if I was them. Because they needed to do it. And maybe they paid more than their people, but if OBJ goes out there and solidifies Lamar Jackson and makes plays to make to take this offense to a different level, then that money at 15 mil is well spent. And then they can figure out after that whether OBJ is worth a multi-year commitment and all that good stuff, but that's a good problem to have if they live in a world where they needed to make a decision on exactly how much to pay OBJ next year. But they've got a guy on board who offers the potential of a game-changing wide receiver. One of the final pieces to their puzzle, they assume. And kind of like, you know, different reasons, obviously. But we mentioned briefly this little kind of Kirk Cousins renaissance thanks to this Netflix documentary where Kirk's a little more likable than some of us would have given him credit for. When you read this athletic article and you go back through other things written about and coverage of OBJ... His teammates almost always love him. Now, he was a knucklehead at times. There are things that he did that were legitimately bad. Some things were annoying and rubbed folks the wrong way. And probably people had too much of a negative reaction to them. But it seems like to a man, teammates are on board with Odell Beckham Jr. And he knows how to exist inside a locker room. He's not a negative when it comes to culture and that kind of stuff. And that's what the Ravens throw in their locker room with a lot of money behind it hoping he can make the final difference for this team if they can stay healthy to be as good as they used to be atop the AFC North. So with that, we're off and rolling on this Tuesday morning. It's Andrew Bogish in for a vacationing DA all this week. Again, a busy football morning. Chris Jones' holdout, a look at the Chargers, Jordan Love, Tom Brady having some fun this weekend in L.A. We'll do some college football as well next hour. 
We know Caleb Williams at UN at USC. At UNC, there's Drake May. There's also a QB named Joe Milton at Tennessee, Michigan transfer. He's the number one guy at Rocky Top now with Hendon Hooker on the Lions roster. And Jordan Rogers thinks that Joe Milton might be the best quarterback in America, which is saying a lot. We'll do that in hour number two. There's some non-football news as well. And, of course, it's a trash Tuesday. There's already a couple coming in. Keep them going at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish. When we come back, though, it's time for Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. And it includes the namesake pulling a Jody McDonald over the weekend. That's all coming up next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. And Soundcheck today is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So here we go in Soundcheck. We begin at a football camp in New Orleans. Cam Newton is there. Some teenagers there as well. And those teenagers felt okay to take some shots at Cam their interaction right now. Yes. No, you yes. met me. Yes. I met you. Grant, tell me about it. Show me, Show me a picture. Show me a picture. I got an autograph. How many rings you got? I got a question. Oh, oh, we got the same one of those. And no, but we don't got the same bank account. Oh! 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 So that video was uh, shared on TikTok by Kyle Santangelo. I, I'm assuming he's one of the teenagers' sidelines who goes after Cam. And if you're not understanding all of that, one of them says, we have the same number of rings to Cam. And his response is, sure, but I've got a better bank account. And then he does this mocking dance where he's kind of grabbing his Bo Jackson in uh, disrespect towards these young men and then they go back and forth and it's over. I can't think of a pro athlete that people feel more free to mock to his face than Cam. Cam's a big dude. Whether or not you you know you liked his football career did not end well. Again, you know, for the people who like to point out what Cam was wearing, he looked like almost had like Popeye's sailor outfit on. He had like a weird shirt and a kerchief around his around his neck. I don't know if that's part of the equation because he kind of at times looks doofy, so people think that they can be doofy to him. But again, this is a bunch of teenagers at a football camp, and they're just chirping a six foot five, two fifty something NFL quarterback. Not that Cam is dangerous, but. I don't pick fights even half fun, half jokingly with guys who are double my size. Cam could have destroyed all of them if he wanted to. Plus, he played in the NFL, is an NFL MVP, was in a Super Bowl. And these punk kids have no problem taking shots at him. And this is not the first time this has happened. It's not the first time. And I think the problem is these kids are really just parroting what they see on television, which was alive during Cam's career. 
people clowning on him, even though he was a superstar, a former MVP, a guy that took his team to the Super Bowl, like you mentioned. But if kids see on TV, oh, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Oh, he's not a real superstar. Oh, he's a fake MVP. Well, if you see that all the time, what are kids going to do? They're going to parrot that same behavior. And they're just going to do it more sophomorically, more obnoxiously. So this is what you get. Is there any reason to tell Cam to stop doing this? Does he need to stop no, he responding? Keep them. Yeah. No, that's how kids need to be humbled these days. Like, you got kids that think they're all that, that think they're going to go and be NFL superstars. Like, sometimes they need to be humbled. And I have no problem with Cam Newton saying, you know what? Tell me how my blank takes. That's <laughs> Jack Ramsey said. Uh, let's move on to Slam Ball. This is a thing. I guess it was a thing like two decades ago. It's back now. If you haven't seen it, it's half basketball, half football. The court is made of trampolines. And, I mean, it is bonkers. And there was nearly a big brawl on ESPN Plus over the weekend. They've got bad blood. Now both coaches are coming on the floor. And they're getting into it. This is slam ball. Let's go. This is what we came to see. Let him fight, ref. Let him go. Yeah! Don't let him fight. I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. So I believe that's a game between the Ozone and the Wrath from over the weekend. Two historic teams. Right. And all bets are off when they square off, especially the league, I believe, returned this is opening weekend. So there's extra emotions. We're reviving a historical matchup between the Ozone and the Wrath. There's a hard foul. Of course, coaches are going to talk to each other. They get basically face-to-face. The most hilarious part about this for me is that because they're doing this on trampolines, there's no leverage. Guys are bouncing. Guys are falling. There's bad footing. They're tripping over each other. That's not the terrain for fighting. There is no fight in the end, just kind of talking, a little pushing and shoving, no actual fist. And then we get to the announcers. I don't know who those guys are. They're on ESPN+. Plus. They're probably like me, begging for any play-by-play work. And then you get offered Slam Ball, and you've got to sit there and go, This is Slam Ball! This is Slam Ball! Let's go! Let's go! That's not a trick I have in my toolbox. I can't... I could not... Thank God, I do want to work. I'd love to be inside the ESPN play-by-play family. There's so much football and basketball and baseball and soccer to do there. But if Slam Ball is the entry point... I think it's time to change careers. Oh, man, I don't know. That seems like a fun thing to do. Slam ball of all, of all sports. I, I can't. I don't think I could have sat there and gone, let's go. Well, he, he was just begging for headlines, too. I mean, they just start fighting, and then he says, this is slam ball. Yeah. This I, is slam ball. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, give it a little breather. Let it breathe. This is slam ball. Let's go. This and- is what we came to see. And as you can tell, that's the play-by-play guy. It's one thing if the Bill Walton of Slam Ball is yelling, this is Slam Ball, and he did give us a let us fight. And then he said, never mind, don't let them fight. But it's the play-by-play guy, the straight guy, theoretically, supposed to be even-keeled, maybe the journalist of the two, and that's the dude yelling, let's go. And I'm about 75% sure that the guy saying, I'm just kidding, don't let them fight, was definitely got an ESPN person in their ear Immediately. saying, hey, we cannot be promoting guys fighting on our network Please take that back. But does does Slam Ball have fights? Is that is it hockey? Is that it was the thing that was what confused me. Like I thought Slam Ball was more about dunking and yeah, like you know confrontations at the rim. Right. I don't 
compute slam ball with coaches bouncing awkwardly <laughs> on trampolines. <laughs> the bouncing part trying to Trying to swing haymakers. Now, I do think they could have created a new sport because that was very interesting. Maybe if you got real athletes who actually could fight on trampolines, that could be really fun. Now, is there anybody in anybody that was NBA, has any any NBA ties associated with this league? Yeah, that's a good question, Pete. A better host might have looked into the rosters of the Ozone right. and or Wrath, but that's, that's right. not me. I got their names and I gave up. But let's go back to EJ's point. I think he's got something here. Now, I'm not a big MMA guy, but if you've got guys trampolining into finger, you know, like some kind of leg lock or something. Now I'm paying attention. Think about it. I mean, we watch all these Avenger movies. We watch karate movies. These guys right. are all on lines. They're all on lines. They're all flying, jumping and crazy. Imagine if you can create that in a, in a sports arena with trampolines. I feel like this is the start of something. And I hope Slamball realizes that they can maybe make this an offshoot of Slamball. Say, hey, Slam, Slamball fights. Yeah, I mean, every, ESPN Ocho. every other... Like major move in Mortal Kombat involves you jumping off the ground doing something midair. I mean, you we could, could do create a legit that. Ryu from Street Fighter, you know, Hayuken right. or something. You could do a legit those moves on the trampoline. All right, so EJ just stumbled upon his million dollar idea, so he'll be out of here soon. He's the slam ball fight. No, somebody's stolen and ESPN's already got it trademarked <laughs> right now. Uh, last but not least, more than once on this show, we have been accused of being. I'm hypocritical, inconsistent, throwing stones in glass houses. So I'll remind you of our recent um, breakdown of a Jody Mac phone number confusion, right? Uh, yeah, where we literally just abandoned the number system. At some point, we realized we were, he's, he, he was not going to get the number right, so we stopped giving any phone number. We had a lot of fun with that last week. And then guess what happened? DA was getting some diaper money on Saturday locally here in you-know-where, and this happens. All right, if you want to jump in on whether the Metro Yankees should be in on Otani as the trade deadline comes up a little over a week away, you guys have the phone numbers. You know this well, 855-212-4. I should not say that. Nope, that's not the phone number. That's the CBS Sports Radio phone number. Jeez. Okay, so <laughs> you guys know 212 <laughs> Which is great, because every time that I talk about this, I'm like, I need to be to make sure that we don't do this. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. That is classic. We will definitely run that on my show coming up on Monday. Or Tuesday. Either way, here it is. Now, I am the guy that messed up the open to hour number four yesterday, so I can only point so many fingers at DA, but, I mean... If you're going to eviscerate Jody Mack for not knowing what state, what type of radio show he's on, what phone number, what day it is. And that, by the way, was the open of the show Saturday for DA. That was top of the show, opening <laughs> segment, out of the gates. Here's 855-212-4C. Oopsie. My bad. Here's the actual number on the fan. And then, don't forget, that laugh at the end is a solo laugh, solo awkward laugh. The producer doesn't know what we just did with Jody Mack. The audience, for the most part, has no idea what DA is talking about. So he's on an island there by himself trying to enjoy the irony of messing up the phone number after just doing it to Jody Mack last week. The producer over there is probably out of the studio. I mean, do you do those schedules too or no? Nope, I don't touch that. 
So, and you know what? He's doing that from home, DA. So he's not even looking at a reassuring face. I mean, maybe if Connor Green is there, Connor knows what's going on, could give DA some visual reassurance is going to be okay. But DA's looking at Rosie the Cat, who's not helping in that situation. And the producer's probably having chicken and broccoli at the time. Exactly. Barely paying attention, not answering the phone if anybody called whatever number DA gave out. He was watching golf probably, too. It probably was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What's up, Kettle? So there's your sound check on this Tuesday morning. We're not done, though, with show-on-show crime because hopefully most of you checked it out. I didn't. I took a nap yesterday and blew right through my 2 p.m. alarm because I was exhausted. So I missed the official debut of our good friend Sean Morash on local radio. Uh, But he went full Mraz, even though he was told not to be Mraz. The only thing he didn't do yesterday was eat like a you know, 12-inch sub in 13 seconds. That's what Tuesday's for. I mean, that's what the rest of the week is still to come, right? (laughs) But basically every other Miraz trick was on display yesterday when he was told not to be Miraz anymore. So we'll do that in hour number two. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. Oh, it's Trash Tuesday. And the trash is coming in fast and furious at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogus. We'll get to yours in just a second. Of course, as well, more on the breaking news of Saquon Barkley and the Giants agreeing to a one-year deal up to $11 million. Schwartz has your full update in just a second. But it's our trash is now. EJ, you're first. What do you got? I am trashing the billionaire bozo Elon Musk. Uh-oh. So I, go, I wake up from my nap. I'm thinking Twitter is as normal as it is. All of a sudden, I see X's everywhere. And I'm like, what's going on? What is this? And of course, we've now learned that apparently Twitter, which barely works, uh, you can't get the videos to stop playing sometimes. All the issues we have with Twitter, now I have to worry about Twitter being rebranded to X. I mean, what is this crap? 
you know, if I'm when I send a tweet now, is it gonna be I'm sending an X? I mean, it's the most ridiculous rebrand at this point. Twitter has become part of our lexicon, and Elon Musk continues to ruin it day by day, week by week, month by month. I can't stand this guy. I'm sick of him. I muted him on Twitter, and yet somehow he still affects my life. So I am trashing Elon Musk for rebranding Twitter. Household waste goes in this bin. So I haven't had the update run on my phone or my iPad yet, so I still have the sweet little birdie. Bird on the app, I think it's still there. Okay. It's, it's, it's when, I think, on the computer, it's X's now. Because when you sent me stories during the day yesterday or tweets, I didn't realize at first. I was like, what is this X thing? And, then I, and I knew what it, that it was coming, yeah. but it took me a second to, to connect them. Now, I also saw yesterday that that logo is trademarked by somebody else. Yeah, or like it, the it, X, it, that X by itself is owned by Facebook. Right. There's that, and there's also apparently uh, X. There's like something X Japan. So okay. for like if they, you know, in Twitter right now, it's Twitter Japan. So if they go to X Japan, there's like I think a, a, I think it's a band. I want to say that already has that name trademark. So they're gonna have to then change X Japan to X something else. I mean, I don't get this guy. I, I don't. I don't understand it either. Um, I. It's amazing to me that. Everybody else is is batting a thousand when it comes to predicting that every decision he's going to make is going to turn out poorly. I mean, everything that he has suggested, floated, done, everyone pre-saw as a disaster, and said this is going to happen if you do this, and he still did it, and it all of those things happened. It's like he's trying to tank something that nobody has a problem with. Right. I mean, it sucked and it took for its own, but, right, we, but exactly. it was useful and necessary. And now I don't know who's tweeting what. The blue check mark thing is out of control. My DMs are overrun by people that want to be my friends. My my profile looks nice, and they want to hang out because they're first time first timers in in the U.S. I don't I don't understand. And all of these things everyone saw coming, and they still did them all. And here they are now, actually rea- in reality. It's driving me crazy. Pete, what do you got? Peter Peter Bellotti, that is. Hi. Uh, yes, I, I'm trashing myself. Last uh, week I mentioned... Very gentlemanly of you. Oh, yes. Last week I mentioned that there are a select few people still with the network full-time as um, from the beginning. And I forgot Amy Lawrence, and I forgot Alvin from the the Jim Rome show. Right. So this brings it to... This brings it to eight, I think, seven or eight. It brought us to nine, and then we deduct Sean now. Right. So we're back to eight. 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 So I I apologize to them. Uh, I totally... I totally blanked on that, and uh, yeah, so I'm trashing myself for not getting things accurate. Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. So, I can give you a pass on Alvin, because none of us have ever seen him. He could walk through here right now, and I wouldn't go, oh, there's Alvin, because they have only worked in California. Right. And now, maybe I met Alvin those first two years of the network, when we actually, when I was allowed to travel for the Super Bowl because that's why I met Jim, and he had a whole staff with him. I think Alvin stays in the studio like you, mm-hmm. Pete. So it's okay that we forgot about him. We we dropped the ball on Amy. We see her every day. Well, the one thing I did not know she did up. I, I totally forgot she did updates. So she did updates. Uh, I think two nights a week, and then hosted three times over a, over the weekend. Right, I knew that. I like, knew that. Her schedule now is hellacious, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time, but there's an argument that her weekends, at least she has weekends free now, but right. back then, 
I think what she did was a show at 2 a.m. on Saturday, a show at 2 a.m. on Sunday, and I believe she came back and did another show 10 p.m. on Sunday. That sounds familiar. In the Monday morning. Because when she moved to full-time, I had conversations about doing that shift, and I and there's... I was, no, I can't. Like, I don't understand how that even works. So, yeah, we should have remembered Amy. And then she asked about it today, pre-show and the changeover. And now that they think about it, it's an odd thought to have. I'm wondering if she knew we discussed it on the air and brought it up today to see if we had finally remembered that she's been a full-timer always. Well, I got I got the alerts right away after I said it. Yeah, so. but we thought, but, but I think... People caught you on Alvin first, didn't they? Um, I, I think it was both at the same. Okay. I, I, I got one from one person saying the same thing, and, and it was referring to both of them. Well, either way, you're a gentleman for taking That's right. the I'm heat tra- here. No, because they're a part of what we, uh, what we started right. with. So, yes. Do you also thank them for their service? On I Alvin do thank them so for their service. Okay. Yes, thank you. Let's get that on the record. Oh, yeah. uh, on other the record. Pete, what are you trashing? Well, I absolutely love the fact that the uh, the Jets have those new uniforms they unveiled yesterday mm. because those are the style that I grew up with as a kid. I am going to trash the Jets, though, because when I went online to order a jersey, okay. they did not have my size. Okay. They do not make them big enough for me. So I think the Jets should know that they have large fans that need mm-hmm. to be catered to as well. So I'm going to trash the Jets for not having their new jerseys in a 4XL. Okay. Illegal dumping. Now, Pete pre-trashed the Jets yesterday for having the wrong shade of green on the helmet. Yeah. Do you share that frustration? No, I don't. Okay. I don't because they already have two helmets that they use. One is their new green and one is black. Right. Get so rid they, of the black. The so black they can't. Horrible. They can't. I agree with you on that. So they can't have another color helmet. That's a rule. So they, two I, colors. I don't think you can have a third helmet. Okay. So they just adopting the current green. But now I can tell you to say this. Though? Isn't it, it has a new script though? So it doesn't that, that no, wouldn't what they're going to do is rule? no, because there were teams that did this already. What they do is they scrape the decal off and put a new decal on. So it's the same helmet, different decoration. Gotcha. Right. Okay. This the, the Jets had a throwback back in the 90s. Actually, Boomer was on the Jets at the time where they did a throwback jersey to the Super Bowl team, but the Jets then were not allowed to, at the time, were not allowed to wear the white helmets, so they wore their old logo on those green helmets back in okay. uh, the 90s. But I, I love the new look. If they had just gone to this look a few years ago instead of the disaster they currently have, this would have been fine. I actually love the look. I just wish I can get one of my size. I uh, I said this yesterday. Their current uniforms are the worst in the NFL based on what they were coming off of. I cannot believe that multiple people thought that A, they needed to change anything, yeah. but B, that this was better or even befitting an NFL team. It is so novice. So unprofessional, I can't get over it. It's brutal, and hopefully the reaction that Jet fans had to this yesterday will just let make them go to it full-time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and hopefully I can get one. I need to go back to your initial, your actual trash for a second. You How can I, get other jerseys in, in my size, but they didn't have these. Okay, so that is, so it's specific to this one. It's not right, that so the it, NFL shop doesn't go to 4XL. No, you could buy... A, a regular jet jersey in in my size, huh. but when they unveiled these yesterday, and maybe I'm 
jumping the gun on trashing them because maybe they will add more merchandise right. as, as we get closer to the season. But I couldn't share completely in the excitement with everybody yesterday because while everybody was posting, I ordered this jersey, I ordered that jersey, I ordered this. Pete can't Pete can't order a jersey because there isn't one big enough for him. What were you going with, Rogers? No, I was going to get Quinn and Williams. Okay. All right. Now, I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, I have to have a, a number in a jersey that looks the part. Like, do you think I can get away with a single-digit number on this body? Well, uh, our, our old fleshy friend, who's no longer here, has a very deep kind of theorem on this, that there are, if I'm quoting him correctly, there are fat guy numbers. But I, but I almost feel like he was predicting or promoting that single digits were better. Wasn't that his argument, Pete? Uh, no, I, I, I think it was you can't wear a single digit if you're bigger. So I'm flipping it. I think that's what it was. So that was part was that part of his frustration <laughs> with the number rule changes that yes. big guys were yes. wearing like five right. and he didn't think that a five worked on his gut? I mm-hmm. think that's what it okay. was. Okay. All right. I do have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Yes. I do have that. But if I was going to invest in a jersey, mm-hmm. I think I would have to have a double-digit number. Okay. I, I'll be honest. I thought yesterday we they, they released these during the show. We talked about it. I joked with Pete that the Jets were going to send him one. Then I left here and I saw that they did actually send one to Geo and Boomer. Must be nice. And my first yeah. thought was, I bet Schwartz gets one too. No. Because you seem to be on those same mailing lists, but you didn't get one yet. I did not get one. I Apparently, I'm getting a hat because they sent some hats with those jerseys. Okay. So apparently, they have a hat for me down the hall. But, um, no, if they were to give me the jersey, I'd have to, like, pass it down to one right. of my children. Okay. Or my wife. All right. Uh, all right, it's up to me now. I guess yeah. it is, right? So let me preface this by saying the Boston Red Sox should always play at Fenway Park. There should not be a new Fenway. There should not be an alternate site. I will promote that. I will support it. I'll donate money to the cause. If there's a microphone in front of me, I will say it over and over again. They should always play at Fenway Park. Me personally... I don't need to go back to Fenway Park ever again. You should go once. If you love baseball, you need to go because the field itself is beautiful. You need to see that wall in person. You need to see the garage door in center field. You need to see the obscene angle in right field where Pesky's pole is. Like you just you need to see those things in person. But man, does it suck sitting in that stadium. We went to a game on Saturday night, as you know by now, and we were sitting in Grandstand 29, which is basically halfway down the left field line, underneath the overhang, which I think creates part of my problem. But because the overhang is there, the seat that I was sitting in has been protected from the conditions for the most part. The seats closest to the field have all been picked up and updated and probably spaced out a little bit. They faced the correct direction. Some of them are comfier than others because that's where the fancy people sit. But back in Grandstand 29, row 12, I got a seat that's older than Jody Mack that's got, I don't know, 18 lacquers of of refinish and polish on them to make it look good. It's not a comfortable seat. It's also not facing home plate. So the whole time, you've got to kind of shift your body to the right. It's also from, again, it's older than Jody. Maybe Dom DiMaggio's girlfriend sat there to watch a game one time. It's not made for the normal size person nowadays. 
I barely fit in that seat. And I'm definitely on the smaller side of the equation, I think. there's I got to wiggle my hips into these seats. And that's not even a comfortable thing you're sitting on while you've got the sides jamming into your hip. And I think it's the overhangs problem and the structure of the building. There's no air. Again, we're outside. Thankfully, it was nighttime. There was no sun. There was no humidity. It was actually a comfortable night in general. But there's no airflow underneath this overhang. And, you know, all these new stadiums are basically built with these big openings that blow all the way through. So there's always air coming through the concourse, out in the seats. It was so stale and so uncomfortable. It felt like we were inside even though we were outside. And then Max Scherzer gave up four home runs, and Trevor Gott came in and gave up another one, and it was 8-3 Red Sox in uncomfortable situations. I'm not going back until I can sit in a fancy seat. You put me on top of the green monster, I'm there. You go, hey, we got some corporate tickets in right behind home plate. If I can get fancy enough, I'm going there. If I've got money to burn, if i got Pete money and I can buy better tickets, fine. But the regular ticket where I was sitting at Fenway, man, that's a... It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Go once, but you know immediately that you're in a stadium from 1906 that young Jody loved, but it's a tough sell in 2023. Ooh, that garbage bag is leaking. I agree with you. I went there once. I won't go until they, they renovate it. Now, they've, to their credit, they have done as much as they possibly have could to revamp the areas that can be revamped. Um, I was told that there's like a Sam Adams deck in like the right field corner. That's a new thing that up there, it's beautiful, whatever. I don't even know how if you can get up there if you're just a regular person or if that's a special thing. That area of the stadium, the right field side, the right field corner, they seem to have just kind of taken over the street and made that part of the stadium so you can get a little more freedom to walk. There's some more space down there. Obviously, the monster seats are new. There's stuff outside the building. But like the real guts of that place from third base around home to first base, it's still like three people wide. There's no ventilation. There's zigzagging lines everywhere. It's it's just, it yep. is a trip back in time. That doesn't mean it's always good. Well, that's the thing. Like you look at, you've been to Wrigley Field. Yes, Wrigley, was, Wrigley is currently better than Fenway. Yes. In and, terms of like amenities and logistics. And I'll say this. I was at Wrigley before they did the renovations. And... That was right after I went to Fenway, and those and Wrigley Field was in a much better shape at that time before the renovations than than Fenway is now. And Fenway Park, I was on the first baseline, same type of seat, small, and then to get to the bathroom, there's a line in the bathroom right near you. It's horrible. Yeah, it's it's really for a team that spends a lot of money, they really should have gutted the whole in, inner bowl. Well, I, th- I think part of the problem becomes and, um, you know, my buddies at Fordham, the Rose Hill Gym is the oldest active gym in Division One athletics. They've been playing basketball there since like 1920-something, and they've tried to do renovations, but it's like a landmark and there's only so much you can do. In particular, you can't expand the footprint of the building. You can kind of go up, you can put new stuff inside of it, but, you know, they have try different thoughts of expanding one wall or the other, and you can't do that. So my guess is, you know, Fenway's fighting that same battle where you can't pick up Fenway and move it out. Now, they just yesterday announced, like, this huge product uh, project and got uh, approval for it 
where they're going to continue to revamp the whole area around the stadium. But the stadium is kind of locked into its square footage. There's only so much they can do. So, I mean, it just it is what it is. It is a remarkable place. But there are some hurdles to fully enjoying it that you right. just can't you can't work well, around. I think they're gonna have to take seats out. Maybe they're gonna, they're gonna have to at some point. Maybe yeah, maybe this renovation, maybe this project that they have coming up will help with the cost of taking seats out and renovate the whole in- inside. Uh, now your trashes at Andrew Bogish at CBS Sports Radio ostracized tweets, and this is a good one. This is one that we need to figure out, and I don't know why we haven't by now. Uh, amongst all the Jersey talk, I'm trashing the Cowboys home uniforms. Pick a blue, navy, royal, seafoam, green pants, trash them. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. I'm with you on this. I I can't. They they've got five different colors. There's no continuity. There's everything is different. Two different blues on the helmet. The jersey's a different color. The pants are a different color. Then they go back to like that weird royal blue for like the the high end of their socks. They're all over the place. That's a very good trash, and shame on the Cowboys for not fixing that, not streamlining that. Uh, Kevin, Tim, Gidry, want to trash? Oh, never mind. Can't read that one. It's about the company. Moving on to Eric and Nova. Uh, this is in, in context, the connection to EJ's tweet. It's even more ridiculous. Apparently, X is trademarked by Facebook, Meta for social media, and by Microsoft for online finance and purchasing. Again, these are things that you should have, that some lawyer somewhere has got to go, oh, yeah, uh, it can't be X. The fact that it got to, like, the actual pushing out of it is is just ridiculous. Well, that person probably got fired. Yeah, hefty, fired hefty, hefty. Uh, Dixieland Dan, I'm trashing myself for dropping everything I've picked up today. My toothbrush, a full cup of coffee, the dog food bowl, my phone, my sausage biscuit, my gout medicine down the sink. I'm scared to death to pick up my daughter or the cat. Hashtag get me out. Totally gross, dude. Now, maybe we killed two birds with one stone here, Dixieland Dan. Let's cut out the sausage biscuit and therefore maybe cut out the gout medicine. And that's two less things you can drop. <laughs> I just was thinking the same. Right? Yes. Yes. That, that you, two, two birds with one stone. As much as we all love a good sausage biscuit. That the gout medicine, you have to take it. So there you go. Uh, Steven in SC, who I think is the gentleman who suggested he could take Sean's job because he looks like Sean. <laughs> I'm trashing my yard. It's more weeds than grass. And I have to cut it twice a week to keep up before Karen and the HOA come around. And it's too damn hot to be messing around outside. Get that guy a napkin. I swear, if you can, if you've got the cash to burn and thankfully... Maybe I don't, but I still do it. Paying somebody else to cut my grass is money well spent. Oh, it's the best investment you can make. Now, when my guy goes, oh, yeah, so we're going to do the spring trim or the fall cleanup, and then all of a sudden there's extra zeros on the on the bill, that's not a fun time. Maybe I need to learn how to do that part of it. But the week-to-week week 25 bucks to mow my lawn that I so I don't have to do it, Please, here's my money. I inherited a great landscaper when we bought our house. And this guy is there every Saturday. They're on the ball. Uh, they're all, they good good pricing. Uh, I have I have these hedges that I'm not gonna you're not gonna see me up there with a hedge clipper. No, on the ladder. No, no way. So they come, they do that. They do the trees. They do everything. It, 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 the spring cleaning, the fall cleaning, you know, all that. Yeah. 
great. It's a it's the best investment you can make, I think, a landscaper. In fact, my landscapers have made an appearance on the show during COVID. We were home. That's there right. were times where they were, and I said, guys, I'm you know I'm here. You everybody knows the situation. Working from home, I can't have you leaf blowing mowing lawn up against my back door. While I'm reading stunned to a news. Could you come back in the afternoon? They flipped the schedule for me. Uh, there you go. Those so they're, even, they're accommodating and professionals. Uh-huh. Uh, your trashes continue a different kind of trash. The show pony on full display yesterday here in New York. We'll do that after headlines. We were told as Sean left us that he was leaving Moraz here, that he was going to be Sean Morash, professional journalist, talking head down the hall on WFAN and here in New York. Not going to be the eating guy anymore. He never actually said he wasn't going to be the dumb guy anymore. I think that's still in play. Hard to really overcome that. But we were told that he was going to be more professional, more mature, that they wanted that. Lo and behold, ahead of yesterday's debut show, the station's social media shared a video of a shirtless Sean with a bat walking menacingly towards the camera. One of the Jets had done this arriving at training camp late last week. I believe... Actually, I don't know where it comes from. I, I The first thing I thought of was Inglorious Bastards, which is a tremendous movie, but I don't think that's where it's from. Either way, they spoofed that, and the video of Sean Shirtless, a walking dead. That's Thank you, EJ. The... Post of a shirtless Sean jiggling his way menacingly towards the camera brought some tremendous responses. And as the show started, we got a please stop. These are all comments on the picture. Please stop. Poor thing. Another one whose emotional growth stunted at 15 years old. <laughs> Big trend over at WFAM. Another, this guy's a tool. They pay this guy real U.S. currency to be on the air? Good Lord. The absolute worst, nice hires bozo. That was the appetizer. <laughs> the main course was taking Sean outside, putting him in mesh shorts and an undershirt and a hat, and make him, I don't know what happened to Giancarlo Stanton, but something bad running the bases, so they made Sean try to beat Stanton's time running the bases at a park across the street from here. You think Sean Morash can go from third to home faster than Giancarlo Stanton did yesterday <laughs> yes, afternoon? I absolutely do. You think so? I One, know 100%. Unlike Giancarlo, I won't get hurt. Yeah, Bro, baseball. I know what we're saying is 90 feet. What I'm saying is I'm starting to doubt that Major League Baseball is 90 feet. Let me tell you something. If this is 90 feet, I'm no longer mad at Giancarlo Stanton. In three, two, <laughs> one, here we go. Why are you laughing? <laughs> He's squeaking. What the hell is that? <laughs> what is going on here? I tried to slime. I just burnt my leg. <laughs> <laughs> what did Giancarlo finish with? He finished with uh, 4.8 seconds. I did 7-3. 7-3? <laughs> wow. You are, you are not uh, allowed no, to claim fit fat. I'm, I'm fit fat. But what we learned here is Giancarlo's a better athlete than I gave him credit. <laughs> I mean, they pay that guy real U.S. currency for that? Now, I am jealous of the budget. They sent them outside. They went on location. They seem to have wireless microphones 
all of our bits are in this studio because we don't have the technology to leave the studio and remain on the air. But that was day one. Today has to be some kind of eating contest, right? Some kind of eating feet. Drink this, chug that. Oh, he, he already mentioned that he's going to be downing uh, those chicken tenders over at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that's right. They're on. They're on location again today. Correct tomorrow, for, for tomorrow for Mets tomorrow. Yankees. But I mean, I don't know why he was making that noise running the bases. It, it was a noise as if he was running on hot coals and bare feet, which he was not doing. He then did. He said he tried to slide in the home plate. He more like he crumbled into what looked like an orange safety comb. And as he's laying there panting, deferring finally to Giancarlo Stanton, his left move is hanging out of his undershirt. So he's exposing himself. That's censored. <laughs> First of all, again, it has the ability to, sm- to move left, to slide left and get out of his shirt. And then there it is for all of us to see. Day one. They're, he's running outside doing tricks. Are you, concern, are you concerned that he might, they might, maybe they should put him on a pitch count? Like, this is a lot for day one. And then now day three, he's going to be chugging down chicken tenders. I mean, he might need to be on the Kawhi Leonard, you know, yeah. uh, you know rest situation, you know, I, load management. They, they, should send them in, they should have him running traffic t- uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. I like the idea of dope management for Sean. You're going to slow things down. He's on a dope count. And, th- and this, was, this was the quote unquote soft launch. Like they want to, they're they're doing this now to be at full steam in September when it's football season and the ratings matter. This is the soft launch. The soft launch was having Sean tiptoe around the bases and then fall into home plate, get a carpet burn, (laughs) and have a mini heart attack. Making fun of Giancarlo Stanton. He's gonna do a. He's gonna have a hot, hot dog in his mouth and do a cartwheel down his block on week one. Uh, Mraz lives. Thank goodness. And now, Bogues. It's time to get started. Let's do it. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Doesn't that have to get redone now? That open? No, that's uh, staying. That's staying. That's staying. That one's staying. That yes. one's staying. Okay. Just want to make sure. Uh, this has him written all over it, by the way. If you are ever ever dream of standing naked in New York City with dozens of strangers while artists turn your skin into a work of art, you may have missed your chance. Sunday's body painting day will be the uh, was the final edition after more than a decade of artists turning nude bodies into works of art. Organizer Andy Golub expecting more than 50 people will be painted over four hours in Manhattan's Union Square. Golub decided this year's event would be the last because it's time to move on and clear that plate. He said he wants to find different ways of empowering and bringing people together, including a new event next spring. After the Sunday's body painting is finished, the participating artists and models will march through Greenwich Village, pose for a photo in Washington Square Park, ride a double-decker bus over the Manhattan Bridge, and they'll end the day with a party in Brooklyn. Golub is an artist and free speech activist who's been painting on nude models since 2007, started the annual body painting extravaganza to underscore that nudity for artistic purposes, and that's legal 
in New York City. And my question to you, Bogues, would be, was this something that we would still need in New York City that's going to be ending after the Sunday? Um, so we're taking away nudity? We're taking away what apparently is a legal exhibit hmm. of nudity in Manhattan because it has to do with body painting. So I think this falls in line with other conversations we've had about nudity. We, you know, we've, had, we've done this about nude beaches and stuff like that. It seems like, oh, naked people, great. But most people who are doing this are not people that we want to see naked. <laughs> there you go. It's a short list of people who look good naked. I speak for at least me and the Pete's. That we're not on the list. No. I am not on the list. No. No. So, like, it's the idea that, like, Barbie and Ken and supermodels and athletes are going to be walking around in their naked body paint is not really a thing. It's people, regular folks, who most of us don't need to see naked in yeah. our paint or otherwise. Guys, it looks like John Feinstein. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do remember this law, not for New York Body Painting Day, but... There were a time where there were topless women in Times Square covered in body paint, and people were pissed about it, but, like, their protection was, I have body paint on, I'm not naked, and I'm allowed to do this here. Yeah, when I worked yeah. at New York One, that was a huge issue with a lot of parents saying, hey, you know, we bring my kid to Times Square and all Right, these... that's a boob. Yeah, yeah, and there's actual women with, you know, basically full frontal. And the naked cowboy there. <laughs> Well, yeah, not the really cowboy naked. wears underwear. Right. Like yeah. these women wearing no, nothing over their shirts. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. a parade? A parade and a rally and a party. Police tried to stop this in 2011. Uh, the organizer and two other models were arrested, detained for 24 hours, but the charges were dropped once authorities determined they were doing nothing that was illegal. Mm. So it sounds like this would all. No pun intended. This sounds like it just become a real pain in the ass for this guy and just mm. decided that he doesn't want to do it anymore. The double-decker bus ride over the Manhattan Bridge is interesting to me. Will there be tarping on the seats for the body paint? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, you would. I guess you wouldn't want to leave any excess paint for the right? next customer. You don't know what the next tour is going to be. You go to all that work making elaborate body paint, and you sit down, you leave a third of it on the, on the double-decker bus seat. Yeah, I would. I'm looking like Sting after, you know, a long 30-minute 30, 30 death match. You know, the face paint all off. Now the body paint's half off. But if this event has become like a fabric of New York City, I think somebody else, if this guy doesn't want to do it anymore, maybe somebody else is going to step up and, and keep this thing going. I'll keep it going. I mean, it's not going to be me. I'll keep it going. You'll keep it going? Yep. Well, we already seen, you know, uh, Sean Marash, you know, with the baseball bat in the you know, shirtless look. I mean, maybe this is uh, his next WFAN bit. You never know. I, I mean, hope not. If they hear the, if they see this story, it's coming. Because <laughs> as we found out just yesterday, it's all on the table. Production crew's yeah. already working. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your stun for today. Thank you very much, Peter Schwartz. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Today's poll question came off of Soundcheck, which featured a near brawl on the opening weekend of Slam Ball, which is a mixture of basketball and football played on trampolines. In this universe created by Pete, that is a thing. 53 of you voted on should people fighting on trampolines be a sport? So we're now combining. Slam ball combines football and basketball with the benefit, with the help of trampolines. We were then going to combine slam ball and the UFC keeping said trampolines. Of 53 people, 51% said no Fighting on trampolines should not be a sport. So EJ's idea here kind of dies in the lab. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to go crazy over the 56 percent. I will, people. I will make an amendment to that. How about like AEW or WWE takes that and makes it a gimmick match? There you go. I like that too. That could be a cool match. I'm surprised something like that hasn't happened already. I'm surprised either. I I don't think I've seen a trampoline match. There was one time back in the 50s, there's a video of guys jumping off platforms that would spring up into the air, into the ring, and that didn't really work. Advanced Analytics tells us that George Nissen, an American gymnast, was the person who invented the trampoline. In the 1930s, George and his gymnastics coach, Combine scrap steel and the inner tubes of a tire to create a piece of equipment he would then go on to use for his act in the Iowa Circus. Trampoline gymnastics is the newest of gymnastics three Olympic disciplines, having been added to the Olympic <laughs> program at the 2000 Sydney Games. Bill Gates has an entire trampoline room in his $127 million mansion. When asked about the addition to the 66,000-square-foot house, he said, quote, The trampoline room seems kind of over the top, but my kids love using it to work off their excess energy. If you're Bill Gates, you can have a trampoline room. Yeah, good for you, Bill. Pete can't have a second car or one with a working windshield. Right. I, I can't I can't meet one celebrity to saw yeah, a big Rudd. hole in my car, but he can have a trampoline room. Uh, speaking of Paul Rudd, 
Stand by, Pete. I've gotten I've gotten word from Paul. Oh no, this is not from directly from Paul Rudd. I, uh, so I'm yeah, sorry. Not on social media, by the way. Uh, Pat Young at Hansy sixty three. Pete, he's playing the Pete hates at home game. Pete hates a Paul Rudd loving insurance adjuster who is also a Braves fan and lets his baby race during halftime of a basketball game where all the bathroom stalls are taken. That's right. That's, that's your worst nightmare, oh, Bilotti. <laughs> just, just jump out the window now. <laughs> I would add on technical issues with the in-arena sound system. <laughs> and, and no food or drink. And no food or drink. And maybe mispronouncing your whichever baby you're letting in the race. Right. Mispronouncing Mis- Bilotti. Calling, calling Timmy Tommy. Oof. Uh, AJ Busick is trashing Schwartz. For blocking me on Twitter for some reason. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Get that guy a napkin. And Senor Pantleg points out, ever since Pete the Body erased 30 seconds of time yesterday morning, my credit card stopped working. I came home from work yesterday and another me was sitting at the table eating my dinner. What has he done? This must be garbage time. Uh... Epic fail time. I don't know what it is. Oh, I do know. It took two days for Shawnee to give us a new epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. We were told as Sean left us that he was leaving Mraz here. That he was going to be Sean Morash, professional, journalist, talking head down the hall on WFAN in here in New York. Not going to be the eating guy anymore. He never actually said he wasn't going to be the dumb guy anymore. I think that's still in play. Hard to really overcome that. Get lost, dummy. Lo and behold, ahead of yesterday's debut show, the station's social media shared a video of a shirtless Sean. What has happened to the station? With a bat walking menacingly towards the camera. He's fat! The main course was taking Sean outside, putting him in mesh shorts and an undershirt and a hat. Looking pretty foxy. And make him, I don't know what happened to Giancarlo Stanton, but something bad running the bases. So they made Sean try to beat Stanton's time running the bases at a park across the street from here. Unlike Giancarlo, I won't get hurt. Bro, I know what we're saying is 90 feet. What I'm saying is I'm starting to doubt that Major League Baseball is 90 feet. Let me tell you something, if this is 90 feet, I'm no longer mad at Giancarlo Stanton. Come on, man. Don't do that. You're I a still, beast. You're a tank. I, in three, two, one. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> He's squeaking. Oh. What the hell is that? Oh. What is going on here? I tried to slime. I just burnt my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did Giancarlo finish with? He finished with uh, 4.8 seconds. I did 7-3. Seven, 7-3? Three. Seven, three? Wow. You are, you are not uh, allowed no, to claim fit fat. I'm, I'm fit fat, but what we learned here is Giancarlo's a better athlete than I gave him credit. <laughs> I think you're an idiot. I mean, they pay that guy real U.S. currency for that? I don't know why he was making that noise, running the bases. It, it was a noise as if he was running on hot coals and bare feet, which he was not doing. You're right. He then did, he said he tried to slide in the home plate. He more like he crumbled into what looked like an orange safety cone. <laughs> and as he's laying there panting, deferring finally to Giancarlo Stanton, his 
left moob is hanging out of his undershirt. Like a bebe. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Nobody needed any of that. Nobody needed Sean running, sweating, hopping, walking, yelping, falling, complaining. But in particular, America, New York local radio did not need the slippage of that left moob falling out of his undershirt and just sitting there for all of us to see, looking right at us. Yeah, then his fellow uh, co-host counterpart was uh, was laughing at me while I was conducting an interview yesterday. Oh, really? Yes, laughing at me that, that he is now, that Sean is now a part of the enemy. Yeah. I mean, again, best of luck, but... No they, refunds. They hired him off of off of short clips. They it, don't know what it's like every day, all day. This is like Bed Bath & Beyond right now. There's no refunds, and we don't have bags. <laughs> and we're closing. That's right. You, you can get the, the shelving, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> Have fun. With a your throw purchase. pillow here and there, some Keurig K cups, but that's about it. Have fun with your purchase. And by next Friday, we're we're done. Right. Stores closed, doors locked, no backsies. Have a good day. <laughs> good day, sir. Uh, have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow, you can see us do all of this craziness. That's right. Tentatively scheduled for a stream tomorrow. The return of Andrew Kaplan. It is the last appearance this week, though, of Pete the Body. So plan accordingly for that. For today, thanks again to Jared Dubin. Thanks to EJ Stewart, your producer. Thanks to Pete, the wheels of steel. No thanks to Cap. Huge thanks to Schwartz. Again, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow as the mothership disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.